This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, March 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. UC Davis Vet School drops to number two. Wineries like wildfire policy. Senate GOP warns of spending cuts and ag bankers see sharp turnaround. Lawmakers reintroduce ag labor bill. The Farm Workforce Modernization Act, which would overhaul and expand the H-2A visa program, is in the mix again. Lawmakers consider trying to pass an immigration reform. The measure reintroduced by Representative Joe Lofgren, a California Democrat, and Dan Newhouse, a Washington Republican, would provide a missing piece to the broad immigration bill introduced with President Biden's backing last month. The FWMA passed the House in 2019, but was never considered in the Senate, which was then under GOP control. The FWMA is the culmination of nearly a decade of negotiations between key stakeholders and represents an important first step toward resolving, once and for all, one of the biggest challenges facing American farmers, said Dave Puglia, president and CEO of the Western Growers Association. California Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson said the bill, quote, would improve agricultural visa programs and accommodate immigrant agriculture employees already in the United States while enhancing border security. Keep in mind, immigration reform remains very difficult to pass in the Senate. UC Davis drops to number two in veterinary research. UC Davis' five-year stretch of leading the world in veterinary science came to a close on Tuesday. With the release of the latest World University rankings, the campus has dropped to second place behind a British college. The rankings are based on the university's reputation among uh, academics, reputation among employers, and the citations and impact of academic papers. Keep in mind... The campus lost the top spot for agricultural research several years ago and has remained the runner-up ever since. Yet UC Davis has more than three times the students and 25% more staff than the University of the Netherlands that holds that mantle. UC Davis also carries a much broader societal impact through its cooperative extension research and outreach and through leading programs in nutrition, ag tech, and sustainable agriculture. Also worth noting, Cornell University ranked number three in 2018 for ag research, but has since dropped to fifth place. Wine industry strongly supports Governor's wildfire strategy. The Wine Institute is backing the Newsom administration's $1 billion budget proposal for forest health and fire prevention. During a Senate Budget Subcommittee hearing on Tuesday, Noel Kramers, a policy director at the Institute, said the wine country has been impacted significantly by wildfires in recent years. Kramer said the industry estimates a $3.7 billion loss statewide for the 2020 wildfires due mostly to smoke taint. This led to a 14% decline for the annual grape crush. Much more action is needed to help improve the health and resilience of the forests and lands around the wineries and vineyards, said Kramers. She pointed to a Napa County project that could benefit from an early allocation through the current budget. The county hopes to implement $7 million worth of fuel breaks this year. On that note, 
In the same hearing, a lobbyist for hedge fund billionaire Kat Taylor expressed her support for $30 million to fund CDFA's Healthy Soils program. Taylor has a close relationship with the administration, having worked directly with CDFA Secretary Karen Ross and first partner Jennifer Siebel Newsom on school nutrition programs. Taylor's husband is former presidential candidate Tom Steyer. Governor Newsom selected Steyer last year to lead an economic recovery task force, which shut down following steep criticism over transparency and a lack of substantive policy recommendations. Bozeman warns of cuts as Dems try to pass stimulus. A key Republican says the $1.9 trillion stimulus bill Democrats are pushing through the Senate will lead to automatic cuts in farm programs and other forms of federal spending. Senator John Bozeman, the top Republican of the Senate Ag Committee, is referring to the Congressional Budget Office determination that the legislation would trigger the budget sequestration process under the 2011 budget law. Congress can waive the PAYGO rules, but that requires 60 votes in the Senate, so Democrats would need at least 10 Republicans to go along. Triggering PAYGO is a very real risk that this bill carries, and if it happens, our family farmers will be among those who will be hurt the most, said Bozeman. A spokesman for the Senate Democratic leadership didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. Now, take note. Since the impact of the deficit would be so large and many programs such as Social Security are exempt from sequestration that required cuts would be so large, they couldn't be fully implemented, according to the CBO. Bankers, farm finances turning around. The surge in commodity prices last summer is driving the sharpest turnaround in farm lending conditions in more than a decade, according to a new agricultural credit survey from the Fed Reserve. The survey, which collects quarterly responses from commercial banks chartered within the Fed Reserve districts in the central U.S., said increasing commodity prices and government payments helped to boost farm income in the fourth quarter of 2020. Farm loan repayments are on the rise for the first time since 2013, the survey found. The rate of loan repayment increased from a year ago in all participating districts except Dallas, with the fastest pace of increase reported in the Minneapolis and Chicago districts, the report said. The Chicago, Kansas City, and St. Louis Fed districts also participated in the survey. USTR nominees sales towards Senate vote. Catherine Tai's nomination as U.S. Trade Representative is ready for a final Senate vote after easily winning approval from the Senate Finance Committee. Tai, formerly the top trade lawyer for the House Ways and Means Committee and Chief Counsel on China Trade Enforcement at USTR, is widely supported by farm groups. U.S. Meat Export Federation President and CEO Dan Hallstrom says Tai's bipartisan support reflects her extensive qualifications to lead the trade office. Senators push for quick investigation of container shipping woes. Senators John Thune, a South Dakota Republican, and Amy Klobuchar, a Minnesota Democrat, pushing the Federal Maritime Commission to speed up its investigation of claims that container ship operators are refusing to ship agricultural commodities. 
farmers need access to their overseas customers and denial by vessel-operating common carriers, cargo shippers that are open to public contract, is hurting the ag sector, the senators say, in a letter to the commission. Trump water rule survives challenge in Colorado. The Trump administration's navigable waters protection rule has survived a challenge from the state of Colorado. The 10th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that a lower court in the state wrongly granted an injunction preventing the rule from going into effect there. The appeals court said the state was unable to show implementation of the rule would cause irreparable harm and sent the case back to the lower court for further proceedings. Farm groups that sided with the federal government appealing the lower court decision include the American Farm Bureau Federation, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, U.S. Poultry and Egg Association, National Corn Growers Association, and Colorado Corn Growers Association, as well as the National Pork Producers Council. Lawmakers urged to tackle NEPA reform. Farm groups have joined in a call to simplify the National Environmental Policy Act permitting process in order to speed approval of infrastructure projects. In a letter to all members of Congress, 41 different trade groups said, quote, adopting permit streamlining policies in conjunction with any infrastructure bill would reduce delays and improve the predictability of the federal permitting process, allowing businesses to plan and invest with confidence while enhancing economic productivity and environmental stewardship. Among the signatories, AFBF, the Agriculture Retailers Association, the Fertilizer Institute, and the National Lime Association. Here's today's He Said It. Staff have removed five stolen cars, sunken boats, car parts. One year, a cow somehow found its way into the empty canal. That Fryat Water Authority CEO Jason Phillips explaining why the Fryat Kern Canal has been drained for maintenance. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, March 4th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.